Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with the dark knight rises it was released on july 20th 2012 with a story by david s goyer and christopher nolan with a screenplay by christopher nolan and jonathan nolan directed by christopher nolan i am colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie what up what up it was a pleasure to be here Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And back to conclude the trilogy, which she began, Claire De Janeiro. Welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so good to be back. Oh, it's so good to have you. And on video for the first time ever. How about that? Exciting. Yeah, I know. New it's a whole, a whole new world over here oh, on the yeah. Penny Bloom podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're talking a pretty major installment in the comic book movie journey through film today. Uh, the conclusion of the Dark Knight trilogy. I was. I, we're going to start with you as our guest. Um, how, how are you feeling about the Dark Knight Rises after this? Um, you know, I'm actually really sad that this is our last of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. I wish we were not like, ending on my least favorite, but mm-hmm. you know, it is. It is what it is. I think every time I see this movie, I back forth with how I feel about it. So I'm excited to go into it with you guys for sure. I'm the same way. I'm the same way to be sure. Yeah, and it's interesting too. I think that as far as the trilogy is concerned. Time wise, this has probably been the longest uh from first installment to last installment in our in our podcast anyway. Um, because there was only five years between Spider Man and Spider Man three. There's seven years between Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises. So like uh we, we got quite the span mm-hmm. here. Uh yeah. but wow. uh yeah, I'm I'm the same I'm I'm definitely the same in the back and forth I have with this movie. I've I've it, it is my least favorite also. I, I, it's the most indifferent I am to any of the Nolan Batman movies. Um, what about you, Joe? How are you feeling? I don't know. I, what I do know is Dark Knight is number one. I think that's yeah. pretty comfortable in everyone's ranking there. I'm kind of going back and forth though, um, on, on whether I do like this more than Batman Begins or not. I'd say Nolan has definitely become a better filmmaker. Like it, like, oh yeah, I, I could like, it is a better made movie. I think maybe story, maybe not, but just like camera and, and just all the things Nolan does. I think he's, he's upgraded and it looked better than Batman begins. But I think, I think the story of Batman begins, I, I do like more. Um, I do like the origin of it all. Um, and Roz and everything. So um, I actually disagree with that. Mm. You think I think Batman, Batman Begins, Begins looks better? Is, a, is a better movie on pretty much every front. I think that, mm. except for like maybe, uh, I think it has a much greater individual identity. You know, like I feel like it it stands on like they were really going for something that doesn't really 
fit in terms of vibe with the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. Like the Dark Knight Rises in terms of look has become much more of Christopher Nolan's sort of it has a lot more in common with Interstellar than it does mm-hmm. the prestige. Yeah. You know, in terms of visual filmmaking and uh one way or another, whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't think it's really either. I just think it's a shift. You know, I don't think that necessarily one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's he's become a more refined filmmaker in his style, whereas he used to kind of bounce around a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, too, it's like from there's a very stylistic change from Batman Begins, probably because they had more money and it's more of a blockbuster. Like, it feels kind of like the blockbusterization of something in Batman Begins that maybe wasn't as um, refined, but maybe a little bit more interesting, maybe had a little bit more personality. I don't know if this one visually has as much personality as that one did. No, and there are still, there's still some gorgeous moments. Uh, the, the thing is, is that I had like, this is the first Nolan movie where I actually had a tough time picking a favorite shot for the movie. And it wasn't because there was like an abundance of beautiful visuals, in my opinion. It was because I was like, I don't really know what to go with because uh, there's nothing that I mean, it, it, it means he created a visual language for the movie that kind of maintains throughout the movie, which is good. But there's nothing that really sticks out as like, a, oh, well, that's the fucking thing. Like, that is the shot of the movie. It's like in The Dark Knight, you had a few options and Batman Begins, you had a few options. But I feel like here it's kind of there's a sameness to everything that, you know, again, I don't think that's particularly a good or bad thing. It's mm-hmm. it just is the way it is. Um. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's an interesting one for me. I see what you mean now, because I'd say I initially said that it's better looking and better made than Batman Begins because of that style change. Maybe that style change to me just looks more cinematic. Maybe. Um. But you're right in saying that that doesn't necessarily mean it's better because you know it's, it is just a style, and I, I think. Mm. Yeah, you know, they are coming off of dark, you know, the dark night. They have a lot of money. This is this is going to fill the seats pretty much no matter what um they do. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I mean, they there are obviously a lot more grand things happening. Like I I feel like that that was the Batman Begins felt more small in scope even though at the end they were planning on blowing up Gotham, which is what is happening here. They're just refueling Ra's al Ghul's plan. Um, but this one felt, I don't know, bigger at scale. No, there the, was, I think um, the thing is, is that uh, Gotham had a much more visceral identity in Batman mm-hmm. Begins. In Dark Knight Rises, it's Manhattan. It, it is the island yeah. of Manhattan. Yeah. It is New York. Um, True. Yeah. And I think that that, like, the narrows in Batman Begins and the grittiness and the, the darkness and the, and that's something that kind of evolves over the course of this trilogy. And I think when we discussed this movie for the first time, fucking three, four years ago, um, when it was just me and Tavares doing it, we, I discussed a visual language change where the first one takes place almost entirely at night. The second one has a 50 50 and this one takes place almost entirely during the day. Um, It's a fun thing to realize. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and it's, it's almost entirely during the daytime, this movie. And it's, uh, there are a few, there, there, there's plenty of time spent at night. Like, uh, but ultimately when we get to night, there ends up being like a giant time jump. Like we go from there being like 12 hours until the bomb detonates to there being like three. And we kind of don't know how, like there's, 
they were basically just planning. They were setting up that entire time. They were trying to figure mm-hmm. something out. And then all of a sudden the bomb's about to go off and we've got to figure this out. We sped yeah. through the night. That is what happened there. And it's That's like, true. uh, yeah, no, it, even on a smaller scale, it happened on like that, uh, wall street robbery, you know, when they stole all of Bruce's money, um, it ha- it starts in the day. And then whenever they're like just leaving and like on their motorcycle bikes and then Batman comes in, it's just kind of nighttime. All of a sudden, whenever the police are chasing Batman instead of Batman chasing Bane and all the other people. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, like, when they do nighttime, it's very quick, and all of a sudden, um, yeah, they don't really spend a lot of time at night in here. That is... I, yes. I guess I haven't given it thought until now. But, yeah, no, I, it was something that I noticed a couple years back, and I think that's... I, I think it's a good sign of the state of gotham you know like Hmm. at the beginning of this movie gotham is apparently not crime free but it feels like they're basically crime free like they're like we don't need batman like we're good what harvey dent did clean the streets up for good but uh you know i think that there's um there's something about this movie also that i've noticed more on the last couple watches where sequels or like the conclusion to a trilogy typically feels like a sequel to the second movie. Hmm. I appreciate that this is like, it takes elements from the, both of the first two movies mm-hmm. and, and concludes the full story. That's always something I've appreciated. I think it's a little too stuffed. I think that it's a little long. I think that there's a little too much going on here. Um, yeah, but uh, ultimately I think it works for the most part. Uh, bottom line is, is I liked it more than I thought I would on this rewatch. Um, not yeah. like it's still my least favorite, but I'm, I'm, it's, it, I'm not like absolutely like, oh god, this is the worst Dark Knight. Like it, it is, but I don't feel like it's by a mile. You know. Yeah. One yeah. thing that I'm confused about is why they tried to like build more lore up and build more world building like robin um like it seems that they're trying like it seems that they're like all right there's gonna be a <clears throat> like another movie like the we're mm-hmm. we're building towards something more like batman is he's trying to rid himself and really find his replacement sort of really thing. takes the zing out of the end whenever you know there's not another movie like yeah. why is the last shot yeah joseph gordon levitt you know like, like yeah that it, i mean i guess it's it's uh, you know Nolan likes to you know end movies with a lot of you know you fill in the in, fill in the the gaps and the dots yourself you know um, of what can happen next. Not necessarily he has to show it to you uh, like the end of Interstellar. You know go find you know go find Brant. You know go to her planet. He gets in the spaceship. He's about to take off. That that but that that feels more complete with the movie though this is like starting a whole different like branch that they really didn't dive super deep into like they made him a detective and he that frankly you don't give that much of a shit about um Mm -mm. i think in general the executions of the characters that they add in this movie are pretty weak and it is weird that in this last installment, generally you introduce, like, your new main characters in a sequel. Like, that's basically what a sequel is for. In the last installment, to have, like, five new, like, really important characters just feels very 
strange. And it feels like no one gets enough time throughout the movie to really care about any of them. Yeah, no, like we're we're adding Selena Kyle and we're adding Robin. I, Detective I guess. Blake. Yeah, I um, guess Robin. It's not really yeah, Robin. Uh, we're, we're adding Bane, of course. Uh, we're continuing. Uh, Miranda Tate. Uh, like, just so fucking many characters. And like, I wish I liked the Miranda Tate stuff more. Well, it's not, yeah. So there's, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, oh, the thing with Miranda Tate, I don't re- re- know how many watches it took me to realize this, but I'm like, oh, that's the Poison Ivy character. But like when you think, because I was thinking of Batman and Robin when we were, when I was watching this and when we had been talking about that, and I'm like, it's so, I don't like. I guess this is how you would do a real life version of whatever that Poison Ivy character was, but it's just not done it in a way. A little bit of it. There is a little bit of an amalgamation thing going on for sure. Because uh, she's the environmentalist. She's the scientist. Yeah, she seduces Bruce, gets on, yeah. you know, the seductive yeah. side. I, okay. I, I, I mean, guess like, I never really the thing thought is of that. that. The environmental thing, like, that does, yeah. that does shift it towards Poison Ivy a bit. I'm like, the, the Talia Al Ghul character, the, the daughter <laughs> of Raz Al Ghul, like, she also sleeps with, like, Damian mm-hmm. Wayne is Talia Al Ghul's son. That is that is the son that Bruce and Talia have together, Damian Wayne. Um so like they also sleep together. They also have a relationship. So it's and that's kind of bad okay. like the the business side of this story further isolates Bruce to a point where he has nothing, he's alone, and that's the point of most of the stuff in this movie is to hammer away that he has nobody in his corner left. He has to do what he has to do. Um, the twist to make in the first place, like Bane mm-hmm. is Ra's al Ghul's son. That's already like a, mm-hmm. a deep deviation from comic lore. And I don't mind, like, We've already disregarded a lot of that. So I don't give a shit. You know, like if you're if you're gonna make Bane his son, fuck yeah, do it. Um it's even funny. I was late to the party on this movie. It took me years to watch this movie. I, and mm-hmm. by that time I was already familiar with Joey King. <laughs> oh yeah. As an actor. And you're um, like, yeah, it's okay. I remember watching it for the first time like it's interesting that they had a little girl play a young Bane, you know, I'm like, why, why would they do that? Um, and then, uh, it turns out I'm like, Oh yeah, no, that's, that's not a little girl. Um, yeah, the twist is it's, uh, it it works within the context of the movie to a degree. Like in terms of the bones of the story, they set up, Mm -hmm. I get it. There is a moment that makes, that made me laugh out loud burst out laughing which is when she says his only crime was that he loved me oh i just God. fucking lost it i yeah brother he was gonna nuke gotham city hey but he loves her though that's okay it, also, you to protect her. What's going on there like is he a prote- are they in love like what is the psychosexual I think the- there's a loving uncle thing going on, you know. I think yeah, he's it a can't fierce be. protector. Yeah, she um, was very young. In yeah, no, but the grown up, like there's, yeah. there's, there's, 
Well, you know, that's the other thing too is that they. I don't know what that actress's name is, but she and Tom Hardy, like how much of an age difference is there? Probably not there. much. Uh, yeah. She was also in Inception. Actually, um, she was the oh. wife who Leonardo Marianne. DiCaprio loses, I believe. Yeah, Marion Cotillard. Cotillard, yeah. Cotillard. Um, I don't know if they're really. Cotillard. I don't know. Um, she's, she's currently. She French. Uh, she's, 48. She's 48 right now. That looks French. Yes, me. she's French. Yeah, French uh, she was born in Paris. Um, yeah, she she's 48 and good old Tom Hardy. She's going to be older than Tom Hardy. Though. Tom Hardy's 46, so Tom yeah. Hardy's two years younger. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's his like final iteration is Bane. You can't really tell how old he no, is. No, yeah, I mean, he's got the giant fucking mask on and stuff. Yeah. It, Dude's bald as well. You know, um, doesn't even look like Tom Hardy. No, he doesn't look like also um, it's just it yeah. is weird every time i see it i'm like there's something so bizarre about this relationship and i know they're villains and it's supposed to be oh, but and it's also like there were like i would have been more okay with this movie like i think it's just supposed to be one extra betrayal and twist mm-hmm. that she's actually the daughter of raz al ghul but I mean, like, if the company had been swept out from underneath him by uh, Ben Mendelsohn and he became the CEO and he was helping and Bane was basically de facto in control of everything, mm-hmm. you take a giant storyline out of this movie that I think you could neatly take out and the movie would be just fine. Yeah. Like, uh, As far as adaptations are concerned, I appreciate that they were actually concerned with being like, oh, well, Ra's al Ghul had a daughter, not a son, so let's try and make Talia al Ghul a thing. Like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But if that's like, what are we doing with Robin then? Why do you give a shit about continuity if Robin's going to be a full grown ass man by the time he becomes Robin? Like, Yeah. uh, yeah, it is just a lot of the side characters take away from. You know, I mean, it's cool to have them there, but I don't know what story they could have told. Um, it just seems that not everything was quite there. The Bane, that, that's the thing, is that Bane is cool. Catwoman is cool. Batman, cool in that. Like, everything, like, everything is, is done well, and I, I don't think it's, it's done in a disservice to the character, um, or the characters they played. It's just that there wasn't, like, this is no way in this, in, no way close to the Dark Knight. Like it, 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 the Dark Knight just has a different feeling when you're watching it. Like it's, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it is that nighttime. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we need more nighttime Batman. Yeah, maybe that I is it. But be that like it has this huge ensemble cast, but no like real team up. Like yeah, mm. they they do at the end kind of work together, but there's really no point at which these people who are just kind of all thrown in the same story feel like they're working as a team. No, yeah, and and it, again, I think that that's the thing, though, is that even if Bruce is isolated, everyone but else could kind of do like, something, you know? Um, it kind of feels like there's maybe some camaraderie. The fact that Batman and Robin don't do anything together, and they're supposed to be like, you know, if you're putting Robin in a story and there's no team up at all with Batman, like, what was the point? Blows my mind that that's the dude he's handing it off to also, like... Based also, off the bones of this movie, of the actions taken in this film, like, yeah, he's a good dude, but, like, you're like, fuck it, you get everything, bro. Like, I guess, yeah, I guess he knew he was Batman, you know, he's like, 
Well, I guess Secret's already out with you, so that doesn't matter much. I li- and, and, you know, I guess it doesn't, didn't really hit me that he did just hang up the cape for a while after this. Um, and Bruce Wayne became a complete recluse at the same mm-hmm. time that this happened. There's um, a... Uh... Very stupid. And then also Batman blows up and then Bruce Wayne is dead. Like, mm-hmm. he's the only... He died, the- he died in the riots, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah. Also, yeah, like, you can see half of his face and hear his voice. Like, I, okay, no one. Yeah, cares. was the idea that people actually still believed that Harvey Dent was Batman, so Batman actually died with Harvey? No, you know? no, people think because he came back out Batman, to save Harvey. Like, people you know, think like, Batman killed Harvey. That's the thing. yeah, That's like the driving force. Oh, of the duh. Movie. Oh, um, yeah, duh. But, uh, so yeah, no, there's a, there's a really important line by uh, Miranda when she's still Miranda that I think is supposed to be your only little inclination as to why people could possibly think Bruce Wayne disappeared. And it's, uh, she says something about the reactor that he created and how it failed and how it failed so miserably that he became a recluse. Like that's, Mm. that's how she, that's how she spins it. So I'm guessing that maybe Bruce Wayne didn't become a recluse at the exact same time Batman disappeared. That would be kind of stupid. I see. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I guess. Did hmm. he maybe stage that too? Like he staged this big failure so that he wouldn't have to. That's possible. That is also possible. And the setup uh, of this movie to be kind of weak because we have this whole story with Batman is now a recluse. He's been not seen for eight years. And then in like 20 minutes of this movie, he's out and about doing stuff again. And it's also one of those movies where like all of the exposition is, uh, tries to be disguised as dialogue. So it ends up being oh. the first, like 30 minutes of this movie is very clunky. Oh my There's God. a fucking horrendous little, and the only oh, reason right. it could ever get away with anything is because Ben Mendelsohn is good at acting. But whenever he's explaining, just straight up telling you what the clean slate protocol is. And he's like, oh, the thing where you can type in a name and a person's date of birth and it wipes them away from every Internet database in the country, in the world. For that yeah, like, clean, like, it's so ridiculous. And then Bat Bruce Wayne pulls up with a USB stick at the end and is like, here you go. It actually does it, exist. Conveniently. It does love that. Both yep. of us, I yeah, guess. Incredibly so. There is no mention of the clean slate between Bruce and Selena at all. She said, you know, he asked her, like, well, what do you want? And she says, like, it's something that doesn't exist. Like, she does not say that she wants the clean slate. And then the next time they meet, he comes back and he's like, so my big guy, my big dog can get what you want, by the way. And it's like, well, I was like, how the fuck, how do you know what she wants? I guess maybe looked into her more. I don't know. Um, he, he is Batman. He is, you know, the greatest detective. Uh, in the world, yeah. but. No, I, I think that there's just like, it, <laughs> it, it's comedic at points when it's not supposed to be comedic in terms of just like, and it's not because it's bad. It's because it's like, it's just laughable. Like, uh, mm. this is one of the only times where the complete unbelievable, unbelievability of something in a superhero movie actually hurts it for me. Like, mm. because this movie is supposed, it feels like it's supposed to be like, that's definitely the angle. Yeah. This, Nolan. this could be real. That's this could happen. Nolan's and I think angle. that like, there are elements of this movie that could be real. You know, like if you're, if you want to take over the Island of Manhattan, I don't know that there's a better way to do it. Um, explosive filled 
Concrete? I mean... You know, sometimes evil is just evil and you gotta hate it, but you gotta at least acknowledge the genius behind some of this stuff. Uh, Yeah, and the football scene was cool. You know, seeing a football stadium explode. There's a a ton of awesome stuff in this movie. Uh, The the plane sequence at the beginning. Um, The thing with Bane is that a lot of the stuff he does might objectively be worse than anything Joker does. Mm -hmm. Like, what does Joker do besides blow up a hospital. Joker, right? Yeah, Joker lets the people do all the chaos yeah. for him, but Bane is just, he's kind of... I'm pretty sure that in Joker's reign of terror, there's like four people who died. Yeah. Whereas Bane, like, comes in and he is just like, he... Objectively Actually started a war. <laughs> yeah. He, he closed off the island of Manhattan and said, alright, let's go. It's I like, have Bruce well, Wayne, I have Batman's armory against the entire police that were trapped. And I did like, there's a lot of stuff with Bane that I actually quite appreciated. Uh, Like there's, there's this element to him where he's clearly, he's clearly not about what he says he's about, you know, which I appreciate. I like that. He's like, we, we will take it and give it back to you. The people, Mm. You know, that, that whole thing, like, he doesn't give a shit about that. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't give a flying fuck about that. He just wants to stoke fucking anarchy in this state so that, like, Razal Ghul's vision can come to, can come to fruition. You know, like, uh, that's, that's it. Which is the one thing about, like, him ending up, he actually isn't, like, the big bad of this movie. It's really Miranda Tate behind the whole thing. And I think that's, once you know that, once you know that twist, it does make it kind of interesting that, like, he really is just, the the muscle behind the whole thing. He's a lackey. So, yeah. yeah. And then once you know the twist with Miranda too, you I think you see this whole movie in a very different way because every time she's on screen, you're like, yeah, I don't know why Bruce trusted her. To be honest, there's really yeah, he nothing. Doesn't, he doesn't her. trust anyone. That's his whole right. thing. That is um, Batman's whole thing. Is he is paranoid for every little detail against everything? That's why his reactor failed. He didn't want to blow up the city. He doesn't trust a single person at, at all. He has protocols to kill every every single one of his friends. <laughs> but this random girl, I'm going to give you my company. I'm going to give you my reactor. I'm also going to fall in love with you, and I want you to be the one to sit across Alfred at my table. Like, literally, also, she was like, I don't know, it was kind of nuts. Now, how the fast. fuck did we get there? Like... <laughs> He's so lonely and desperate. Like, is that what we're meant to believe? I think he just got so so low. He got so low. Dude had, dude was broke. They took all of his money. He had nothing. He just had his house. And he couldn't even get, he doesn't have Alfred anymore, you know, which I don't know how I feel about that. I I do like the scene of him saying goodbye to Alfred. It makes me cry every time. Oh my God. I'm like a little baby. Whenever like, he's like in the letter to Rachel, you know, and oh, like yeah. I got to say goodbye, you know, I the, for, hearing your cries in these halls from whenever you were a little kid. I'm like, god damn it, Alfred, like you're too you're too too real. But like why did he what I don't really think they should have split there, you know. I feel like that's the one guy that stays by Bruce's side no matter what. Like no matter how hard it gets, no matter what Bruce says to him, Alfred mm-hmm. stays there. Like um, Which would have been maybe cool at the end if he came back for, like, some kind of team-up with everybody. Like, actually, no, I'm going to make Robin a cool suit. And, um, oh, like, yeah. Kind of, it felt like no one cared about each other in this movie. And also it felt yeah. like no one cared to be there in this movie. And I, I kind of get why it was probably upsetting for a lot of them to Is have to come. the idea that 
after that confrontation that Alfred went to Paris or wherever. Like, is that the idea that he just, and then he thought he died in the explosion, came back to, you know, for his funeral. um, I'm not going to lie. I don't mind that stuff with Alfred. I think the stuff with Alfred's uh, like, I get where you're where you're coming from. Alfred is supposed to be the guy who sticks by Bruce no matter what, and is always is always there for him, is always down to ride. Um, but I think that that makes it even more clear just how passionately he cares about him in the context of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he loves him so much that he's decided he can't be a party to him killing himself, which is ultimately what would have happened if Morgan Freeman hadn't bailed his ass out. You know, like he he would have died if Lucius Fox did not put in a uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. autopilot function on that fucking plane. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think that I, I went with Sir Michael Caine as my performance of the movie. I think he's fucking incredible. Uh, I think oh, every sir. every scene he's on on screen, he's excellent. Um, one of my <laughs> One of my favorite moments that isn't funny, but will never not be funny anymore ever again because of, of a meme uh, is at the at the end, whenever he is standing at the grave and he's like, I failed you. Like, I'm sorry. You know, like uh, he's, he's talking to the parents graves and he's like, I failed you. I'm so sorry. And he's like sobbing and he's sobbing. There's a meme <laughs> that says at the, across the bottom of the screen, Bane is like the scariest guy I've ever seen in my life. And it's his face while he's crying during that scene. So I just always am Bane is like the scariest guy I've ever seen in my life. You know, like uh, I always, <laughs> oh my God. It always Yes. But regardless, uh he he's so fucking good. He is so goddamn good in this movie. Uh like I punched him in like fifteen minutes into this movie. It was mm. it was extremely early on that I went ahead and punched him in. No, he's he gives definitely one of the few very moving moments in this movie is usually due to him. Yeah, I think the only thing that I have a problem with with the whole Alfred leaving is that I never feel like Bruce Bruce feels pathetic enough in this movie. Like, a lot of bad things happen to him, and he never really feels deeply pathetic. Like, yeah, he gets hurt, yeah, he goes to the, the hole, yeah, he, like, needs to discover himself or whatever, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like he never gets to the point where you're like, oh my god, he's in bad shape. Yeah, everything yeah, is I fixed tend to, I tend to agree with that, but besides the pit, you know, like, uh, pit, there yeah. isn't a <laughs> helplessness. <laughs> to him except that he has to recover from his injuries it's not like he's humiliated in the pit it's not like he's not taken care of it's not like he's having to fight everyone like he's just kind of there he has one vision of Ra's al Ghul and then it's just like oh I well like I don't know I feel like he Hmm? was humiliated to probably the most he could be versus Bane that's Um, true in you know the darkness I mean that's that's probably the most that's one of the better movie honestly yeah, oh, yeah. that's probably the most memorable part of the movie yeah. like, I, I remember everyone like going around school just talking in bane's the voice darkness like, oh, the darkness. yeah the darkness like i that was everyone born in it yeah molded uh, by it can and I really adopted the dog. does mm-hmm. no one else think he sounds like winnie the pooh winnie the pooh it's something that i it, <laughs> i hadn't watched the movie in a couple years before the most recent viewing his voice is nowhere near as deep as I thought it was. The dude is so like it. 
<laughs> I was waiting for them to say like "Oh bother" the whole time. I'm like, what is this voice oh, that they? Bother. Yeah. Wow. No, that's spot fucking on. That is spot fucking on. Yeah. Sounds just like well, that takes me out of the character a little bit. I don't know why Tom Hardy's in this role, to be honest, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I think like no, I I agree. I think that that's there's true. there's many not beyond. You know, back in 2005, with Ra's al Ghul being uh, Liam, Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. I saw I saw an argument recently where I was I, I became a little bit more okay with that choice, which was subverting the expectations four years after the events of 9/11, where the villain would not be a uh, would not be a Middle Eastern gentleman, would not would not be an Asian gentleman, would be a white guy, and that's like, oh. Like he's the terrorist, you know, the white guy is the terrorist. Like that's, and I'm like, okay, you know, like he wanted to in a, across a filmography that has been notoriously heralded by many, not by me, but by many as conservative in Christopher Mm -hmm. Nolan, that could have been an even further step in that direction had not been a white guy. He could have done that in a way. And I don't think that he could have done Bane in a way that was culturally accurate and also like. I just don't think that he probably could have pulled that off. I just think that, like, in terms of Tom Hardy, my my reasoning for choosing him is much more shallow than that. Because the best part of Tom Hardy are his, like, ginormous pouty lips. And they're covered up the whole time. That's true. That's true. He's not his voice. his face. Why is he Is he in a set? Like, is he just in a booth recording all of his lines? Or is he saying some stuff behind the mat i guess i've never even looked into that i'm assuming that. that it's a mix of both i'm assuming that there's some sort of voice modulator in his mask that is kind of changing the way he sounds but hmm. um i mean it's not changing the way he sounds like crazy it's more just giving it like an echoey sound like that's his voice it's just adding an atmosphere to it you know like it's that's all True. that it's doing uh yeah. hmm. okay yeah, no, I, I, and that's the thing is I typically enjoy Tom Hardy a great deal, and I think he's good. Like he's good. It's not like it's like oh he's he's like, terrible in this role. We no. come to this conclusion that like it has to be Tom Hardy in this role, where I feel like the Tom Hardiness of it is like not even utilized. The only thing that I think is like I don't know who else might have brought this to the role is the the physicality of Bane. Like Dude. the the strength and liveness, like the mix of speed and just power was pretty fucking incredible. Like the dudes, the the physicality he brought to the game. He 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 had that girth. You know, I've uh, I've I've used yeah. I've used that only once before to quote Martin Scorsese, and that was uh, Adam Driver and Ferrari. Uh, but mm. uh, Tom Hardy has that girth in this role. You know, he he feels oh, yeah. he fills up the screen and. Uh, <laughs> Like he looks great. It's just oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when he fought Batman, there. No, I mean like the 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 movement, like the dude, and you know, there's probably a lot of stunt work in there. You know, it's probably not all Tom Hardy, so it's like, hey, his monologuing uh, though. He was every time he monologued, I thought he was doing a great job. Like that, I thought that was his strength. I think the physicality and and that is good. But like when he strolls out on the football field, you know, talking to Gotham on the you know little headset. Um, you know, introduce yourself to the world, you know, and kills the the scientist right there, you know. Yeah, with the microphone, down, you know. he's hold, he breaks his neck while holding the microphone, so everybody in the stadium hears yeah. the crack. I um, think it's it's more of like the presence that he. It's not like 
through what he says and stuff, but like even whenever Gordon goes down in the sewers and then he get, falls, you know, in the water and the guy's like, you know, he asks, where does that come oh, out? Really? The guy's like, oh, I have no idea. You know, it could come out at so many different places. And, you know, he just... Just no words spoken, oh, puts a little yeah. tracker on him. Yeah, follow him. It's like, it, yeah. it's it's those little moments that I really love from yeah. from his Bane. But yeah, making it, you know, if they wanted to go the whole culturally accurate route with Bane and everything, I think that's a whole nother thing that they have to throw on top of this movie. And, you know, it's like, they're already trying to do so much with every other character that like, I, I don't know what you pick out or well, what you change. Well, and here's the thing, like, is that the part of the reason that he's also a white guy is because for a good percentage of this movie, you think he's Liam Neeson's son. Fair. That's true. Yeah. You know, like that's, they mm-hmm. had, they also had to do that if they were going to make that part of the twist, you know? Um, Man. Yeah. I just, I don't know who to go with for performance. Like, or yeah, I want, I want Michael Caine. I think like, Christian Bale is also solid. Uh, can't really go wrong there. He's, yeah, he's just a good actor. He um, did. He did great. And, and I was trying to spread the love with some other actor. Um, like Anne Hathaway, she did she did great when she was on screen. I almost went with her. She's um, very like uh, derided for this role, though. Hmm? People do not like her as Catwoman. Which really? is surprising. I the, she, I went really? with her for my character. I went with I her for my her. character too. I <laughs> love her. Yeah, I was I good. really people don't like her. Hathaway period of time where they just didn't want to see her in anything, and I do think that this is a. It, just based on the other roles that she had done at this point, this is a weird choice for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think some of her physicality does look a little bit awkward, but I think she's the only one who seems like she's enjoying being there. And um, the only one who pulls off the very cheesy lines that she's given. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I, I went with her for my character. Also because in my head, uh, since the Batman, I've kind of gone with Zoe Kravitz as the definitive on-screen version of Catwoman and I still kind of I still kind of go with that just because of the characterization and the relationship to Bruce and I think the relationship with Bruce in this movie is actually like everything with Catwoman was much better than I remembered yes Uh, I totally agree I was like wow they actually do have a fair amount of chemistry way more than he had with um Maggie what's her name Dylan Hall yeah and Marion Cotillard in this movie like also like for sure astoundingly washing in terms of pretty much every relationship he's had besides the one with Katie Holmes. Like Katie Holmes is the only other one where I think that the chemistry even kind of matches here. Uh, but uh, just uh, again, I, I think there's a certain physicality, you know, there are some things that are a little odd about Anne Hathaway in the role, but like whenever she departs from the bike and like her leg swings from the yeah. camera, like a- a- across her face, like you don't even see where her leg is coming from. It just <laughs> swings by and you're like, yep, yeah, that's, that's Catwoman, you know? Uh, it's so random. And I don't know if anyone else will appreciate this, but I mean, this movie came out in like 2013, 14, mm-hmm. very much. She very much reminds me of Taylor Swift in this era too. Like, it reminds me very much of like the way Taylor Swift used to dance and like move, like that kind of no, very I, beautiful, I, but also kind of awkward in a way. No, yeah, I I completely get where you're where you're coming from there. Yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of a reputation era Taylor there. Very um, much. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know why people weren't liking her as Catwoman because I was like, people I don't know. So, There's an were- era. In, uh, in Oscar for Les Mis after that she, they were just kind of like sick of her hmm. 
Yeah, I don't get it though. I I never participated in that Anne Hathaway slander. I just want to say that for the record. Um, never will, never have. And she's love Anne Hathaway, dude. Of course. Yeah, she's she's incredible. And like the thumbprint, the like scenes, you know, Mm -hmm. she's like, you're gonna you're gonna need, you know, the thumb. What are you gonna do without it? And she's acting all helpless, and you know, and then she finally turns the tables and is like, oh, well, I don't know. You did just call, you know, whatever that guy was. Yeah. And then when the cops come in, she's like, help, help. You know, like that whole thing, fucking great. Yeah. That, um, I, okay. You know what? I think I'll give her the performance, actually. I I, I, I kind of want, yeah, she got your character. I'll, I'll give her the performance as well. Uh, she'll get a little clean sweep um, a little bit. I think she yeah, deserves it, man. Like, she's she's hel- she's incredible in this role. And and like like Claire said, she's the only one who, I mean, the only even relatively well-written woman character in the Nolan trilogy, again, besides Katie Holmes in Batman Begins. Um, yeah. And even then she's, she's still pretty, pretty one dimensional with a simple sort of shift in motivations towards the end of her arc to kind of be like, Oh, she's changed, you know, like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, and I enjoy that. I'm a sucker for it. So like, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and no, I, I enjoy her a great deal, man. It's it's a mm-hmm. wonderful little part she plays in this role. So I I always I always tend to like her. And yeah, mm-hmm. she actually this was a big year for Anne Hathaway as she was in a billion dollar grossing movie in July of 2012, and then in December she was in Les Mis, which won an Oscar. Um, okay. and her and Oscar she won supporting, and also she won the Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actress mm-hmm. for this movie. And oh. she was also nominated for her Oscar-winning role in Les Mis in the same category. So she she was nominated for two Saturn Awards Good. in the same year and one for The Dark Knight Rises over Les Mis, which is, I don't know how you come to that conclusion, but hey, it is, you huh. know, do you? Um, See how people can maybe get tired, uh, in air quotes, of, of Anne Hathaway then seeing her a little too much maybe. I don't know, but I... I don't think I'll ever get tired of Anne Hathaway. Uh, oh no! In my opinion, oh so. no! Yeah. My little uh, fun fact about that too is the only other woman who's ever won an Oscar for her role in a musical is Julie Andrews in um, Damn. Mary Poppins. So it's like her and obviously they did Princess Diaries together. So I like that's that. cool. Yeah, that is cool. I've never thought about that. Yeah, no, that's uh, I, I fucking I fucking love Anne Hathaway, and she'd been nominated for an Oscar. She's very charismatic. You just like her on screen. It's also a great Catwoman suit. Oh, absolutely. Really good costume. Little the ears head. and the yeah, yeah. Those are some cool ear glasses thing. It's I don't know what to call red them. Lenses. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Now mm-hmm. I'm a big I'm a big fan of Selena Kyle Catwoman. That's one of my favorite. Probably aside from Batman, my favorite character in Batman lore, and even maybe including Batman. Uh, so anytime I, I think besides Halle Berry's Catwoman. When when we're looking at Michelle Pfeiffer, Anne Hathaway, and Zoe Kravitz and their portrayals in those movies, that's fucking three for three right there. When when Catwoman is a supporting character in a Batman movie, damn mm-hmm. has she been cold. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've every time. Character. Pretty sure yeah. I picked Michelle Pfeiffer for either character or performance back when we did Batman Returns as well. So, um, and they're three very different portrayals. Like Michelle Pfeiffer's is very much like she went insane, and then Anne Hathaway's is very much like. She, well, also, um, Zoe Kravitz, like, you have to do what you have to do, but Selena Kyle in this one is much more like a high-profile criminal, whereas mm-hmm. this is a little bit more, like, street 
level yeah, come up yeah for sure yeah. uh hmm. yeah no like she's she's feels like she's like top 10 most wanted type shit oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah. you know i uh and i appreciate that and i love that that's one of those things that i'm always a sucker for with the relationship between bruce and selena is that like this is everything you would think he would absolutely not be down with, but he just cannot help himself. Uh, yeah. And I, I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, that's his whole thing. He, he gets in with the worst. Usually the women that he's in a relationship with aren't the most mentally stable women. Usually, you know, that he usually finds one like himself uh, <laughs> or, or just if they are crazy enough to get with Batman in the first place, you got to probably be somewhere yourself. But, um, no, she she seemed kind of the most sane. Um, Zoe Kravitz is pretty sane, actually. No, she's yeah. No, she's, she's just pretty... much. They have completely different motivations. Yeah, in, in this movie versus the Batman. Inspiration, um, like I get she's desperate in this movie, but I think Zoe Kravitz is a little bit more desperate for things that she has to do. Absolutely, mm-hmm. like, and, and there's a much more revenge angle with Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman, whereas this is just she's. She, she wants to live. There's a bunch of stuff that Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman still has to do to eventually reach this point that Anne Hathaway's Catwoman yeah. is at. Um, and I think that that's a, that's a cool place to introduce a character, especially at the end of a trilogy. You know, like, if you know this character's not going to show up again, I think it's cool that she's she's been Catwoman. She has been Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. She's been doing this thing. So I think that that's a cool way to kind of drop us into the world and kind of be like... Uh, again you were talking about the world building earlier like that's a pretty cool small piece of world building to imply that she's been at it for a long time uh yeah yeah i'm a i'm I'm a big proponent of her in this yeah no i I did like her i'm I'm glad she got some some nods though two characters in a performance but i had to give bruce something or uh christian bale something and i I think the character work done here is actually nice i like Mm. the Making him, I love any time, you know, like Tom Holland getting his suit taken away and he's all back down to his roots. Um, it's, you know, kind of, I mean, this came out before that, so I'm not trying to say that they're trying to copy Tom Holland. I'm just saying, like, the trope of a superhero kind of being put back to ground zero and I mean. having to, mm-hmm, yeah, I uh, love that trope. And, uh, you know, he has to lose everyone. It is hard, but then, you know, seeing him do what he has to do, make, you know, that sacrifice play, even though. When does he hop out? That's my question. Uh, when does he just hop out and dive in the water? Does he land somewhere, hop out, turn the autopilot on, then go? What's the no, what's the order of operations? Maybe over the water, and we just he's too far away for us to see. And then knowing him, he probably freaking swims back to shore. I don't know. So yeah, it's he jumped out. It wasn't that he dropped the bomb and then turned around. And then, you know, he just, he was out of the plane and the plane just kept going until it, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Okay. In, in my head, Cannon, I like he, cause he has the autopilot. I guess like he knows he has it, but he's made, he's obviously like playing it up as this is his death, whatever. But there's like, he's going up and he shoots some like missiles. He like explodes like a building. Uh, yes. Because he maybe he doesn't think he's going to make it all the way or something. So he has to kind of explode. And in that in that explosion, when all the people are looking away and they're like, oh, this is it. You know, that's whenever whenever Robin – it feels weird to call him Robin. Like, God, it, I don't know. It just feels No, stupid. what's funny is that's the – you can call him that. That's his actual that's his name. That's legal name. <laughs> that's his legal name. That is, a, that is such a funny reveal too. Yeah. Oh. So like – 
even even there's a moment in Oppenheimer that kind of echoes this incredibly. Um, <laughs> but even that works a lot better. Uh, you know, you should, you should go by your, your, your legal name, you know, Robin. I like that. Uh, that's fucking stupid. That's so stupid. I hate that. Crazy uh, first name. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I don't, I, I, I cannot stand that. And I've never, I, so it's regardless of adaptation. <laughs> I mean, at that point in the movie, you're like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. So yeah. That is like, yeah. I just, Frankly, I wish they weren't obviously building to something else. Like they were trying to be like, we might do a whole Joseph Gordon-Levitt-led Nightwing thing or whatever the fuck. Like, I think that's, frankly, I'd have no interest in that anyway. I, I jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt is fine. He's, He's so fine. boring in this movie. How is he this boring as Robin? Like, how do we not? It was okay. You know, I, I, I took a... I, I looked at him closer this movie uh, because I've always been one to be like, wow, what a crappy little end twist to be like, ah, and Robin, you know, whatever, and like taking over the mantle. But I'm like, okay, let me let me get that out of my head and just watch him without that. And I thought, you know, it was like whenever uh, Gordon is in his hospital bed and whoever that other, you know, fucking dick, uh, yeah, Foley, top guy Foley. that's trying to take Gordon's place. Uh, but Gordon's like, oh no, yeah, you you don't need your uniform anymore. You're you're a detective now. Like one of you, us now. Yeah, you you don't get to believe in coincidence or whatever, you know, um, or or no, something I don't know, something about. Yeah, no, that's that's it. That's what you're talking about. Um, like, you're right. But like I don't know. I I thought it was really cool for him to, you know, go out on his own. You know, he kind of had his own kind of crime story in, in in itself, and he finds the kid, goes back to the, you know. The foster home makes a visit with Bruce. Um, and, you know, he kind of is just going on on his own, and it doesn't really get anywhere sustain like substantial. But it's just it, it's just to no, further I mean, like, the got, story he's, along. He's got a, they they like, just show that he has a mind of his own, and he does what he thinks is right above his orders. And mm-hmm. I think that that's that's a good thing to do for a character. I think that like I think his inclusion in this movie. It's fine. I get why he's there. And there's a whole bunch of stuff in this movie that I get why it happened. Mm-hmm. I get why we're there. I get the logic behind it. And I still just do not like it. There are elements of this movie that I I, I, I do not like. Um, I think I could get behind him more as Robin if he was a little less cynical. Like, he's just very, he's very cynical in this movie. He's very, like... I, he doesn't like. I think. I guess. I always think of like Chris O'Donnell's Robin, and I'm not saying that that would be appropriate here, but just like you imagine that there's a little bit of naivete with Robin. You imagine mm-hmm. that there's a little bit of like idealism. I don't, and I just don't feel like he really embodies that. And I feel like if anyone is his mentor in this movie, it's Gordon and not Batman. Yeah, that's yeah, very no. true. Yeah, yeah. Robin, I guess you want him to be a kid for yeah. one. And like it just works better when it's when it's a child, and all of those qualities just kind of happen. Yeah, that's the, like the cynicism comes from him being a fucking adult, and I think that that's mm-hmm. like a fully grown man who never, you know, he he grew up in the system, and he it seems like he eventually graduated from the system. Like he reached yeah. eighteen, and that was it. It wasn't like it was. Yeah. He got mm-hmm. adopted or he was fostered anywhere. Like he reached yeah, 18. Why does that character then care about Batman so much? 
why does that character who is so cynical and doesn't really believe in like this or whatever, why is he so mm. obsessed with this symbol of really something hopeful and idealistic? He said that they used to make stories about him. That, that that's like the the god orphan, exactly. you know, like like yeah, billionaire yeah. orphan, you know, like yeah. But, but yeah, and, 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 and then he knows like, it's oh, Batman. Save me, you know, like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't signify to me. No, I get you. I, I I do for sure. I think that there's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of dissonance in the storytelling here. You know, I uh, mm-hmm. one of my least favorite things about the movie um is the is the final the final war the final battle yeah this is one of those things that has lended those conversations about nolan's filmography being a touch uh you know right leaning uh i and i get it again i get it i get its utility within the story i understand why it is the cops versus the prisoners why you are doing a general version of good versus bad um I think that's terrible optically, and I don't like it. Um, I don't like it at all. I get to watch. I hate it. I, it's, it's actually my least favorite thing in any Batman movie. And the thing and is, previously we had seen a little bit more of like the people of Gotham or like themselves rising up and being better than you'd expect them to be. We had that beautiful scene in the last movie where you realize the prisoners are not evil; they are, you know, willing to sacrifice themselves for the citizens, and it's like. What happened here? Nope, the yeah, people that's... are bad. The people are criminals. The people are just bad. Are it is that that's it. There's I no I think you could have got a much much better movie out of this if and I guess there's been a big shift. It's been a long time. The Dark Knight like if Bane's force is the police and I get why they're not but if that's who he corrupted and got to his side, it'd be a much bigger indictment of the system that he himself gets to tear down. And it would speak much higher of Gordon and Robin. You know, like it'd be like they mm. refused to, to answer that call. They, meanwhile, most of this movie is just the cops are stuck underground. Whoops. Like the cops like, are underground, and uh, we have court in session, and it's just we're killing everybody. We're killing everybody that is not a criminal. Um, we're either letting you walk out on some ice, or killing you. We don't see any how they actually execute people. Uh, uh, death seems, by exile. <laughs> seems to be by exile every time. Yeah, it seems that's just how it, how it works. But I Very love well that that's that's Killian, yeah, Killian, Killian Murphy's died. role in here is. Yeah. Just the the judge, I guess. Uh, I don't know what. Yeah, um, yeah. It is that that is a very strange way to go about making a war in Gotham. You know, it could have could have just been a pure people war. It really, yeah. I mean, like the criminals versus the people that were like, "Oh, we're not doing this again. We're not letting a Joker type come in our city and try to give us these ultimatums." Blah blah blah. And you know, like we're done with this shit. We're fighting back. It's like, oh. where are the civilians in this movie? That's the thing, too, is that, like, in their homes. Like, yeah, that's like what the one cop guy does. You know, he lets his wife open the door. And that Gordon's like, really, dog? Dude. You're going to let your wife come to the door while the city is currently in the state that it's in? Yeah. That, that's, like, what? so what's, what are the people thinking? The, someone in the city has the, has the detonator. 
you think that that would cause like people to be rioting or killing each other? Or, or yeah. Not? It doesn't, like, is the idea that the bomb is going to go off? No, they don't know that. So they think that the bomb won't go off. It's just if the trigger man makes it go off. Decides, yeah. Yeah, that's... And I get that the city's under martial law, so there's not a lot of opportunity for organization within the civilians. Like, they're probably shutting that sort of shit down, but... Like, I, Bane's side where he's like, we give it back to you, the people. That's one of my favorite line deliveries in the movie, by the way. That's why I keep coming back to it. But, uh, uh, yeah. we'll give it, you the power to blow up your entire city. Yeah. And kill but they don't, they don't show that people flock to either side. It's not like, it's not like Bane's side is full of fucking civilians who are like, fuck it. Yeah. No, it's not like, and that's why it's like, What's the point of this? What's the point of this this idea then? Like what if you were going to make it clear that you were trying like Bane's motivation like what he's saying is to motivate the people to look out for themselves and mm-hmm. to to you know have their own livelihoods essentially like the fact that we never spend any time with them r- radicalizing to one side or the other like is fascinating and i think a huge oversight um, and i think it's weird too because I, like you guys said like the bomb's going off anyway and Bane knows this and it's almost like it would be really interesting if the storyline focused on like the threat of the bomb made everyone go crazy and at the end they realize like there's no overcoming it so like we all kind of have to stick together because you can't there's nothing we can do about it we thought that we could and we can't and that never like comes to anything i feel like it could have been cool if it did yeah i wonder i think they were just trying to they were putting all the cards in the twist um, being yeah. the big hit of the movie, not like needing that people's revolution necessarily. It's like, let's let's try this big twist for them. And then, end. like, here's the other thing. Like, it's again, the problem is that it's bloated. There's too much going on. If you wanted the twist to hit, then my favorite part of the movie, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, can't be here. You yeah. have to, like... Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about the betrayal by Miranda Tate because he's clearly got a thing going with someone else and it's much better. You know, like, also, like, I have, I think that she is probably, Miranda Tate is probably my least favorite part of this movie in terms of her character, but also in terms of the acting. I mean, the acting is really so bad. I never like, I know. I I never want to say that. And it's probably direction. A lot of it is probably direction. But the a lot scene. of one take and we're moving on. If I had to yeah. guess, um, it felt like her it. death. Her death is what? So- why? Why, dude? Yes. What is up with that? Got the wrong take, and they were like, "Well, if that's all we got, so we got to use it." But like, I don't know. It was it's not. So I mean, that was like high school making a video for class. Death. Okay. You know. I mean, I don't like that. Was it was funny? It was kind of funny. <laughs> Like, and whenever she stabbed Bruce, I kind of laughed too. I don't know why. It's just like this little ass knife. You know, I mean, I know getting stabbed hurts, but it's like, it's Batman. Yeah. And he's he totally probably gets stabbed too. all the time. You know, like, I don't know. Like, it's bad. Like, I, I know that this does it. Da- he's still a human and it will hurt him. But like, just this little, like, I'm Razoku's daughter. <laughs> and it's like, it's this, just this little, Again, ma- I don't know. Massive exposition uh, drop about the origins of her and Bane there. And mm-hmm. like every, yeah. like I, 
and again, coming back to Bane. Bane is a char- like he is a character unto himself, you know. Like it's not like every Batman movie adaptation we've gotten of Bane, Batman and Robin, and this he is the lackey of somebody else. Like he is a mindless oaf who doesn't know what to do besides what he's told, and that's not what Bane is, and that and that annoys me a little. Yeah, uh, I guess he had you know he did have some some smarts to him you know he it didn't seem that everything was ran by miranda but like he did some well yeah no not really everything was kind of ran by her um yeah the one i guess putting the tracker on the dude making him follow gordon kind of good on you there i guess uh that's maybe the one decision he made on his own um did that lead them to gordon no no, because uh blake pulling gordon out of the water yeah, he knew where the bodies were, so he just got there before them. But why did he know where the bodies were? Because he picked up the other orphan kid that died oh, before okay. there right. at the same time. Right. Right. Um, He's been traipsing around the Narrows in his spare time, whatever. Okay. Yeah. No, I, uh. He's in much of a life. That's fine. No, that's, uh, like, ultimately, I have a, I have a good time with the movie. You know, yeah. I think that I, I, Especially specifically for Bruce's character, like they do a lot of good stuff with Batman. I, they they really do. I think that there's uh, my favorite scene is when he when he gets out of the pit. Love it, triumphant hero moment. Absolutely adore it. Um, and my favorite line is whenever he looks at Jim at the end of the movie, and he's like, uh, "Dude, a hero can be anyone." It's the line, yeah. even if it's just putting a, a, a coat around a young boy's shoulders and telling them that everything's gonna be okay. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Um, I, the yeah. college humor Batman will forever, uh, forever change the game of how I hear Christian Bale's Batman. I love the way his mouth hangs yeah. open. Yeah. He, at he's at that got, line, he's always he's, got the lip, bottom lip attack. Oh, I see. Yeah. Always like this. Probably got to be painful to talk like that. Oh, know? it's. I don't know Over how he destroy his voice with doing that. Yeah. No, but that, get any help. Yeah, that was the line I ended up going with too. Though it was, uh, I mean, it was finally like, Gordon gets to know, Bruce you know, Wayne. who the yeah, no, yeah, like that. finally Gordon, Gordon. Like I love how Robin, uh, he's in the know the whole time, just doesn't fucking tell Gordon yeah. whatsoever. I guess it is kind of a thing between you know Bruce. It it is a very personal thing, the identity. But I love how Gordon's just always the guy. He's been the guy that's closest to Batman the whole time throughout all three of these movies, but has no fucking clue that he's Batman. And he's the he is the detective in Gotham as well. Yeah, I, um, I thought that he did know that Bruce was Batman. So rewatching the series has been it's. It, I thought that he found out. I thought he found out in Batman Begins. So I was like, wow, I didn't realize that he had no idea the entire right, time. Right, right. You know, yeah. like there, one of my favorite moments in the movie that kind of shows that. Uh, Gordon respected Batman too much and what he stood for to ever yeah. make him feel like he needed to tell him because there's that moment whenever Robin tells him, like, do you want to know who he is? Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, that like, does come up? And he's mm. like, he's Batman, you know? Like, that's, and Gordon's like, yeah. he's Batman, you know? Like, that's, yeah. and that's okay with me, you know? He's like, you, you really don't want to know who he is, you know? Like, uh, hmm. One of the last things he says to Bruce is, I've never cared who you are, but everyone should know who saved them. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Like, it. that is the whole point of, Bat- <clears throat> of yeah. Batman, is that it doesn't need to yeah. be a yeah. person, that it is more of the symbol. 
And yeah, I guess I don't know. Gordon's Gordon was kind of a non-factor as well. Just kind of hurt early on, and then in a hospital bed the rest of the movie. Um, yeah, you know, so that, yeah. that kind of sucks a little bit. I, I mean, he is incredible. Um, yeah, they yeah, kind of do what they do in X Men movies with Charles Xavier, where they like sideline him so that he can't have a huge impact throughout the movie because most problems can be solved if Professor X is just like capable of solving them. Uh, yeah. So like yeah. Uh, Gordon and Batman being out of the city and nobody being able to like like it 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 makes sense that they have nobody to organize under. Like they don't have anybody to be like this is our leader. So we don't like. Uh, but reg- like I appreciate that whenever Gordon is let out of the hospital and he's like they need to know that I can lead they need to know that I can I can take care of them they need to know that I'm here you know like uh and then Bane's like from the words of your police commissioner you know uh yeah okay yeah. That plot line too where he finds out because he has the speech in his coat pocket I I don't well, know also what kind like, of what kind of credibility does this make yeah it's that? like it's 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 also like handwritten on loose leaf too I'm like what? I don't know. It's such. It's very much a contrivance. He's also been in the water. I'm pretty sure. So how does that even legible? Um, the civilian, the civilian population watching this on TV, like, damn, this guy who's threatening to blow up the whole city might have a point about Gordon. You yeah, gotta trust uh, this guy. You gotta trust this guy. Uh, no, yeah. that that's such a. That's one of the. Again, I can get give a lot of, you know, leeway to stuff that happens in superhero movies, but that one feels particularly ridiculous in how they decided to reveal that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. There's, there's, I mean, there's I, a lot of things at the end of the movie that just feel a little rushed, like a little like, all right, we're here. This is how it all happened. You, you've seen right. the twist. Now let's just kind of, all right, you know, I got, like, why does it feel like there's another movie coming? Why? End the trilogy. Make it satisfactory. Don't, like, lead me on to be like, wait, is there is there another Nolan Batman movie coming? Like, I don't I don't know. Maybe that was in the plan at some point. But... Is Gordon Levitt really going to headline a trilogy? Like That's my thing. Is like, don't get me wrong. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt's fine. Um, I like this is the guy he plays, though. Like, this is what he does. This is his whole fucking brand. This is... And I just don't think it's Robin. I don't think that it's a compelling no. Robin. It's certainly not Nightwing. Like, that dude's, uh, like, that's... Mm-mm. Like I said, why am I not... I feel like we should all be, like, a little bit in love with him. Like, I don't... I don't know. No, I agree. I agree. Like, there's a charm about... I'm assuming he's supposed to be like, that's the thing is that you can't even be like Dick Grayson. Cause he's not Dick Grayson. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he is legally Robin. What, it, Robin. He goes by Blake. What's his first name? Is it like, Robin. like his first name? Did we ever get a name? Yeah. I don't they know. Say, at the end when he's getting his stuff, he's cause I didn't realize that I was listening for it this time. He says Blake, John, I think is what it is. John Blake. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Robin, no. John Blake. Like, and then you could go like, there's a Robin named Tim Drake. So like, if there's like, what are we doing here? Like what? It's just, uh, I hate it. I hate it. You know, I don't like that at all. The only thing that you're waiting for at that point is to to be like, yeah, my parents were gymnasts. Um, like, you know, you're just waiting for it to be that. Yeah. My parents uh, parents were killed. Yeah. That's you're just waiting for that ridiculous moment to come full circle. And you're like, okay, no, for sure. It's it's 
Ah. That's the thing is that I'm I'm kind of saying all these things, but I still have it at like, yeah. Where do I have? I have this at 14 on my my list of of every movie that we've covered so far. So it's like yeah. I feel like I'm dogging on this movie like a lot. Like I'm saying more bad things than good, but like it is still a Nolan made movie. Yeah, no, you know, yeah. like it's at the, the end of the day, that it's 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 a letdown compared to a excellent first two installments of a trilogy and even then it's not like it's it's not like it's bad like it's still solid it's fine it's just that it's so overstuffed that there's too much it's trying to accomplish and Mm -hmm. nothing ends up getting fleshed out enough which is a wild dissonance to have but it's it's what it's what's wrong with this movie it's uh and i think that ultimately like because we we talked a lot about the negatives like with Batman, like there's, I think there's very little negative you could say about the portrayal of Batman in this movie and the journey that character goes on. Mm-hmm. I think that's extremely compelling. I think oh, yeah. that, uh, you know, you said something about Alfred earlier. I don't, I don't particularly mind that because it does lend itself to that lonesomeness that Bruce is experiencing. It does um, work for for Bruce, definitely. Yeah, like to to make him completely. It's just like alone. if you want to hammer home that lonesomeness. Yeah. Why, why, why are we introduced? Why are we, why do we got Miranda Tate up here? Why, why is, why is this being introduced? I don't love it. I don't love it. But regardless, I get that. It's like, oh, he's, he's been so lonely that he needs, he needs the company of somebody. So he picks her, but regardless, I, I just think that there's a lot, a lot going on and it has a tough time finding what it, what it's aiming for by the end, you know, with all of it. Um, mm-hmm. One positive thing I will say about it, though, is that I do love that Batman gets to have a happy ending. I think there's yeah. something really cool about that. Uh, I, don't really I, enjoy I adore the ending. I yeah, I really like this movie. Oh, it is nice. And the setup that Alfred gives, you know, this fantasy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I, Gotta love Michael Shane. I'm, yeah, I'm glad glad he got got the performance from you. Uh, but no, and then getting it out at the end. And you uh, look at me, and I'd look at you, and I'd know you made it. You know, we wouldn't need to speak a single word. We just know. I know you it's, made it. And the, and yeah, I mean, he takes a little sip. I mean, you know, it's takes okay. a look, and he Dude, gets up. I love and he's it. like, I'm a sucker oh. for it. And it would have been even better if we cut to black. On Christian Bale's face, face there at the end. Exactly, uh, it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect, but instead we're like, "Look at this guy! Look, look at Joseph Gordon-Levitt! Hey, he's rising!" You know, like uh, I think and you're like, okay. even yeah. even just editing like that, like you know what we can do all that editing you choice. Make there, you cut bro, back too. to him rising before <laughs> you cut back to Christian Bale looking at Michael Caine. Dang. Yeah. Why does he know that the, the Batcave is there though? They had coordinates written down on a napkin, and that, and I'm like, well, how did you get that though? I'm like, where did that come from? He has no relationship with Bruce Wayne, so why are we pretending that he is the next? Maybe there's something where he's like, I know that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Maybe he's just like spelunking Wayne Manor to try and figure out where he keeps his Batman shit. I don't know. Um, Yeah, it is interesting how I guess the the bat the like actual flight you know the helicopter he had maybe he like looked into where it flew away right, right. and then like because it had to go back to wayne man i don't know um but yeah he and did find that back cave pretty easily i wouldn't question it it's just that he doesn't hmm. yeah 
Yeah, he does hey, Spider Man swing up in there too. Uh with yep. a you know, a cable just kind of pops in there. Right through the waterfall outside. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh yeah, I mean I, it's cool, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. Um I do not have it quite as high as fourteen. I have this at nineteen uh okay. below it would be my fourth highest Batman movie. In... Or fifth behind The Dark Knight, Mask of Phantasm, Batman Begins, Batman Returns, Dark Knight Rises. Um, okay. Yeah, I think, you know, now, okay, I do have it above the X-Men movies, which, X2 and X-Men, which does sound kind of ridiculous now that I'm saying it out loud. Um. And yeah, I think I like it better than Watchmen. So yeah, that that actually that looks a lot better. It sits at eighteen now, um, for me. I had it right below Batman Begins. So even then, before I I did have it at the of this. Yeah, this is one of those ones where I had it somewhere, and then we talked about it, and I was like, yeah. damn, yeah, that doesn't down. usually happen much. Usually, it goes the other way. I guess that that might be a testament to Nolan. It is like we ex- we know what you can do. We saw the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. We know what your standard is. Let's you know. Uh, and but I think it's just used to the fact that directly after coming off a watch of this movie, you're like, I had a good time. Oh yeah, no, and the, uh, ultimately, like, uh, it, it's all about where your focus is, and we focused a lot on the, the stuff that is wrong with the movie. You know, it's there. It's not like we're making it up. You know, but like. Uh, uh, yeah. When it comes to the stuff that is good about the movie, you know, we discussed Anne Hathaway, we discussed Sir Michael Caine, we discussed Batman's arc, and frankly, beyond that, I I don't know, like it's fine, you know, like uh, it and like Joe said earlier, it is a good looking movie. It's a generally well shot film, and I think that uh, you know, the scene where he reemerges uh, as Batman, like whenever the young cop is like, "What's happening to the lights?" and the guy's like, "Oh, you're in for a show tonight, kid." He's like, "It can't be," you know, like I, I love that shit. <laughs> Me was more Robin than Blake was. Right, right. You know, uh, there's actually a wonderful cameo. Like, I love the New York Stock Exchange thing, like or Gotham City Stock Exchange thing. I love that heist, mm-hmm. that whole setup. Super I would love cool. to know if I understood the stock market. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it just clicked for me on this watch that that's why they got his thumbprints and his fingerprints right. is so that they can make wire transfers in Bruce Wayne's name. So they just basically took all of Bruce's money yeah. and laundered it through his the stock. stock and Wayne. That, his stock to and get Wayne. It yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that clicked for me this watch. I was like, oh, that shit, that's why they got the thumbprints, and that's why Bruce is dirt poor and everything. One of my favorite little details about that scene is that we've got a, a young Glenn Powell there as the like lead stockbroker. Um, Glenn Powell. He, you would, nice. my, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. He was the young hotshot. Oh. Um, he's in Anyone But You with Sydney Sweeney in theaters. Okay, right now. wow. Um, huh. He was on the show uh, Scream Queens for years. Like a yeah, he's a huh. uh, he's he's okay. like the he's like the main hostage basically that that stays on the bike the whole time and everything. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Would have never known that. Yep. He'll pop up in a Christopher Nolan movie one of these years then. Yep. We got Tom Conti. We got Albert Einstein as the uh 
The That's why you said Albert Einstein. Yeah. I was so confused. I'm I like, hit up Joe wait. last night. I said, Albert Einstein, baby. No <laughs> I was no like, contact. where did that come from? I'm like, what did I miss? I'm like, yeah. what, did I not watch the right movie? I'm like, no, there's, yeah, is he, there uh, some alternate ending? Uh, he's the one who takes care of Bruce in the cave. Um, oh, oh, wow. Oh yeah. my Dude's god. Dude's a great actor. Tom wow. Conti is a fantastic yes. character actor. Um yeah. so like uh, when he popped up, I was like, oh, I didn't realize he's like part of the Christopher Nolan lexicon. He's like a part yeah. of that group. I, I didn't realize it. Uh um uh, one of my favorite little Tom Conti roles is in Paddington 2, actually. Mm. Um love Paddington 2. Um Classic. he gets his hair cut off by Paddington and Paddington has to stick it back on. And he uses marmalade, so very Paddington of him. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, just, just a lot of little. There was a lot of little joys in this movie, and I appreciate that for uh, for what it is. The thing is, is that when it comes to the Dark Knight trilogy, I'm a typically go to Dark Knight and skip. I'm a probably skip the other two, but even so, there's a chance I throw on Batman Begins by itself. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever throw the Dark Knight Rises on by itself. I will have had to have watched the Dark Knight trilogy to get to the Dark Knight Rises, and that's true. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of how it is. Um, you know, those movies that, like, even when it's on TV, like I kind of skip through it. Mm-hmm. Like there are there are some movies where I will like choose to watch them. And there are some movies where, like, if they're on TV, I'll watch a little bit. And there are some movies where I won't even do that. So yeah, yeah. If it if Not- it show if it pops up though, and he's in the in the uh, the pit. And I hear E B Asa Asa or whatever it is. It means I'm kind of in. I mean, I'm kind of in. Yeah, Yeah. I'm in. I mean, like it's and it's. I I think that the first couple acts have several good moments, and I think that the very end of the third act is strong, and the beginning of the third act is strong. But there's just so many like holes in this movie, like stretches of this film, where I'm like. I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. You know, like, and it's mm-hmm. just kind of is the way it is, you know, I, um, but ultimately it, it'll probably fare pretty, pretty kindly on our, on our rating skill or are we there or what, what are we, what are we missing? Uh, is it, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, shot wise, I mean, we really didn't uh, yes, uh, yes. go there. Uh, and, and you were kind of right. There's not very many to choose from that are stand out. Uh, I just went with one. Uh, he, landed the bat wing in the bat cave he gets out he has his helmet off or his mask off and it's him and alfred just kind of walking on the bridge to the bat computer and it's this kind of one it's like it's 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 up high and then it lowers and it like follows them on the bridge and then it like rests when they get to the bat computer Uh, i just don't know why they don't put the eye makeup when the helmet or the mask is off God damn it, I want to see Christian Bale with the eye makeup, with the mask off, just like Robert Pattinson. It looks so good, and why in this case they don't do it? It's the one time hot. in the movie where it it's could like, happen. It's like particularly hot if you have the uh, eye Also in The Batman, I think I mentioned this in every time we do a Batman recap, but there is a shot of him putting the eyeliner, the eyeshadow on. Yeah. Like, they, they go for it. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, you it's know, that's, that's what he looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Bale was going to do it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale was going to do that. I mean, does he, before he put, you know, is it is it a finger rub? Is it a spray? Is it a, 
What what do you think? Is it a what do you think? He's got a little. He's got a reverse like inverted mask that covers the rest (laughs) of his face, and he's just it's pre-stuck onto the mask. It is already in the mask. He just has to zoop. It's just a sticker, like a sticker. Yeah. No, um, that's almost I, black. I think we got to the bottom of it. Um, he gets a makeup wipe before he goes. Um, yes, I'm... exactly. He's like, he like takes off his helmet in the Batwing. He's like, you know, he's yeah. like, <laughs> he's like, hey, Alfred, you know, can't let you see me. Can't let you see me all messy. Opportunity, no. though. Man, I just, I wanted it, but I didn't get it. That's I do. Okay. I wanted I to, but uh, yeah. Uh, Claire, what about your favorite shot of the movie? What do you think you're coming with there? Um, it's when like towards the end of the fight with Bane and Bane like slams Batman down and you can see his mask crack. Ah, yes. Yes. I love that. I love there, that. It's so Darth Vader. It's like, I wish yeah. they would have like, there's a moment whenever Bane like carries half of his helmet away and then like tosses it into the water. Mm-hmm. I would have liked if, as they were dragging Christian Bale away, they would have shown like yeah. zoomed I, in on I, that. Uh, I thought it was. Yeah. I was, was wondering if that is, like, cause, well, it's weird, too, because I feel like in that, like, Selena knows that that's Bruce, right? Like, she's yes. yeah. under no impression that that's not, so I, I don't know. I think that's where she learns it, too. Like, he's like, Maybe he still thinks that when they're dragging him away. And he's mm-hmm. like, and she's like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. She had a good I idea. Really... Yeah. Oops. Yeah, she didn't you know, feel like, good. Uh... <laughs> yeah, she didn't feel good. It used to be kind of dense to not realize that he's talking about his powerful friend is himself like i don't think yeah. that and that would not make sense for her character to not understand that that's yeah, no, she's she's pretty smart she's uh she's everyone else in gotham not so much but no the gotham people uh bruce wayne emerges after eight years gone with like a severe limp and yeah. uh you know he's got a cane he's walking on and stuff and then after he emerges like days later batman reemerges and stuff and it's like okay well <laughs> batman know. is going to hell and bruce wayne is also dead so yeah 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 so you know uh but yeah i my favorite shot is just like one of the most christopher nolan batman shots of the movie i fucking love it and i i wanted to give it a little shine it's when he's standing at like the top of a tower and his cape is flowing in the wind and there's like this big sweeping pan around him where you start on like the side of him and you get all the way behind him clearly had to have been achieved by like a helicopter like there's like no other way you could have possibly gotten that shot and i thought that was just like it's one insert shot and the idea that they were like we got to take a flight up guys let's go ahead and do this no matter how many takes it is like yeah like that's a get on top of the bridge we get we have to do this this is a batman movie yeah it's like uh it was good was good looking but yeah, yeah, I think even even since the last time you were here, Claire, the last time The Dark Knight, or has there yeah, been? Yeah, I think so. I believe we've changed our rating system since. Oh my god, we changed the rating system. Yes, we have it. Yes. Wow, in The Dark Knight, it was still the old. Much okay. easier. Much easier now. Instead of instead of four getting amalgamated into one, it is now two getting amalgamated. Amazing. What did the two? I know. I know, and it's enjoyment and critical. We decided to remove the genre and adaptation, make it a little less convoluted, um, mm-hmm. coming to accept that the superhero movies, that is its genre, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, enjoyment and critical is how we evaluate these things now. Um, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how much are you vibing with the movie? How much are you liking it? How much are you digging it? 
I have to admit there were points where I was scrolling on my phone during this movie, so I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. give it probably I'm gonna use like seven point seven five. Seven point seven five. That's pretty that's pretty kind. I, I, I dig that. I that's not far from where I'm at. Um mm-hmm. I mean shit. I've got it at nineteen on my personal ranking of our comic mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Which finds itself What's that? How many like out of how many? This 49. is forty nine. This is the forty nine or forty eighth. This is the forty eighth movie. That's right, yeah. All right, um, so it's the top half. The top okay. half, yes. It, it, and it certainly is. Like no matter how mm-hmm. many problems yeah. I have with it. It's a well made movie. It's a well made movie ultimately and much more tolerable to watch than even other Batman movies, you know. So like I'll I'll take it. Uh but even so, I have it below Batman Returns. I have it below the Avengers. I have it below Iron Man. Um, Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did as well. Um, I did put it below the X-Men movies. It is right above Watchmen um, for me. And I'd say that's probably the closest movie I have to it is is The Incredible Hulk or The Watchmen. Uh, I've got it right above The Incredible Hulk and uh, 15 spots above Watchmen, personally. But okay, yeah, that is that is, we do differ there. Um, Incredible Hulk, that's a seven five, uh, and that's why uh, the seven seven five actually looked very pleasing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's to pretty me. satisfying. Uh, yeah. That's it's still below X Men, below Batman Returns. Uh, Watchmen is still at an eight. I uh, know you might not agree it. with that's that. Fine. That's uh, fine. But but yeah, I think I think the seven seven five actually. Right yeah, I think uh, I think I'm there then. After, after you lay it out like that, because I not like that? A, it's not like quite a B. I would give it, but it's not quite yeah. like a B either. No, yeah, it's 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 a C plus. You know, C plus B minus. You know, it's in that they range. They got the job done. It does. It's fine. It's solid. It's as a conclusion for the character Batman. I enjoy it a great deal. Yeah. There's just a lot more going on. That makes the yeah, movie a little less enjoyable, and that's all. So I think it benefits from that. So ultimately, I'm willing to propel it to a seven seven five. Um, okay. But critically, on a scale of one to ten, all things considered, acting, cinematography, score. I think the score in this movie is actually quite good. Uh, pretty, yeah, the score is pretty, pretty fucking strong. Uh, yeah. Visual effects, all things considered, how are you feeling about this movie on a critical level? Hmm. I think some of the acting is good. I think most of the acting is not. Um, I think it's a nicely, it's a really nicely made movie. It looks good. A lot of the script is bad one-liners. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my feeling for this is like an eight, which maybe might be too high. I don't know. Because I feel like I'm, I gave Batman and Robin like a six, and I feel like it's not a seven critically. Maybe seven point five. All right, you want you want to settle on a seven point five, or you, you you know? Sure. All right, then okay. with our weighting and everything, that makes your score of the movie come out to a seventy six percent, a seven point six out of ten. And I, I think I can get with that. You know, uh, looking at our critical ratings here. Yeah, for me personally, eight's a bit too uh, a touch too high, especially when you look at the team behind this movie. Um, the actors yeah. in it are wonderful. Uh, Christian Bale is is great, and Hathaway does a good job. Michael Caine does a good job. Morgan Freeman doesn't get anything to work with. Uh, Tom Hardy, 
uh, is behind a mask the whole time. And even so, he does a fine job, but it's not like he's doing everything he possibly can. Uh, Marion Cotillard is not good. Um, yeah, Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan writing. This is too. the worst like, thing Jonathan Nolan's ever written. It's, I know. It's like it, 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 we had the super squad. Yeah. For an, a comic book movie. and I mean, David S. Goyer was behind the story, and he's done a lot of shitters, but he's also done a lot of the best stuff from the genre. Like, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that, he's, he's got a great balance of stuff under his belt. Yeah. He, he, uh, so, like, and Jonathan Nolan, I love him because of Westworld, and uh, he, even he there's a movie with Hugh Jackman from a couple years ago and Thin D. Way Newton called Reminiscence that mm-hmm. I like more than this. Um, and he mm-hmm. wrote that, and, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the eight. That is, you know, that, that did seem a little bit too high. You know, Cap, uh, the first Avenger, we gave a 7.75. And I, I think that's think written, that. that's written better. The I mean, even shit, the product, I mean, I don't know that. That's no, the thing that this benefits crazy. from is the real feel. Like it is, it is so obviously shot in New York. Like whenever we talk about production design, there's almost no production design to speak of because they're just shooting on location and that's cool yeah. and it works. Um, you know, like the, the courtroom, the, the de facto courtroom, super cool. Love that design. You know, like there's, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, the sewers, that's cool that, you know, like that, that's sets. They're not just, mm-hmm. I doubt yeah. they're actually shooting in sewers the there. Um, exploding at the beginning is somewhat practical as well. Yes. Yes. That's uh, yeah. and that's really cool as well. So like, Ultimately, mm-hmm. I think it benefits from that. I don't think I could take it super low below. Yeah, like X Men seven five, Iron Man seven five. It's probably about where it belongs. You know, we're, I think we're coming to the exact same the exact same conclusions Claire was here. Uh, I think we're all on the same page, and wow. I think that makes it uh, a seventy six percent overall, which That's makes funny. it by a lot the lowest Batman movie of the yeah. Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, that is that is. For sure, yeah, it would seven five eight, which ties it with the Avengers, um, actually, um, on our our uh, average scale below X Men, below Batman eighty nine, um, but above or I like it more than Batman eighty nine. Yeah. But I still I don't know the old Batman movies didn't really do it for me. The the more I'm away from them as well, the more I I do realize I just like the newer ones more. No, um, yeah, like uh. Batman Returns is definitely my favorite of the pre-Bale era. Um, and our ratings would not reflect this, but I think besides that, Batman 66. Like, I love Batman 66. I would I would happily mm. revisit that. Uh, yeah. That was a different different kind, different ball And Batman game. and Robin. Like, I, ba- I like Batman and Robin a lot. So, like, that's the thing is that I've never, like... This is probably the... The the Batman movie I take the most issue with. It's not like the other stuff is not like I'm critically parsing through it and being like, God, this what a mm-hmm. what a terrible mm-hmm. film. Like, no, you they're enjoyable movies, they're fun movies, but they weren't made to be like, whoa, this is so good. This is made to be good, you know. Also, uh, Nolan is the person who made comic book movies like this. You know, he's yeah. the one who shifted our vision of what a comic book movie should be so the fact that he's not living up to that i think makes it it hurts it a little bit more it absolutely does it absolutely does but you know, it's, uh, not, it's not joel schumacher doing this like he had a totally different thing exactly mm-hmm. exactly and i think that yeah ultimately 76 it's better it's better than it's not you know um so like i'll take it 
But uh, yeah, so I what think is with the, that, oh, go ahead, sorry. Trilogy. Sorry, repeat that for me. What does that make the overall average of the trilogy? Ooh, Ooh let's good see. question. We have a nine eight three for the Dark Knight and yeah. eight seven five for Batman. Yeah, Begins. the Dark Knight and Batman Begins and... are both top four um, in in the entire project, and then this That's is like barely top twenty. And so the average of the Batman of Nolan's is an eight seven two, um, which is basically well. tied for third and fourth place um, so, on our overall on all extremely strong. Stuff. Just mm-hmm. a week last link. That's an interesting question. I've never considered adding up the franchises and kind of considering what we end up. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good idea, Claire. Like I'm gonna that. steal that from you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's, that a new, that's a new little thing we're gonna do when we conclude a conclude a franchise. But uh, yeah, uh, with that, we will conclude this episode of the comic book movie journey through film uh, and the Penny Bloom podcast. We'll be back this Friday with Kyler Barnett for Iron Man three, and I'm very mm-hmm. excited for that. Uh, that was a good episode. We actually recorded that before this. And then we scheduled them differently and it was a, it, all sorts of mixed up. So Iron Man three, we will not make mention. We will not make mention of the uh, end of a trilogy, end of a franchise thing, because that's already mm-hmm. been done. So, uh, but next time, next time we conclude mm-hmm. the franchise, we'll, we will, I will be stealing that. So thank you, Claire. Um, if you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of books, book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. For $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially. And there's going to be so much more stuff going up there uh, because we started a TikTok page. Uh, and that's at Penny Bloom Podcast where we've begun video and everything. And we can take a lot of clips from our regular stuff and put it up. But uh, we get a lot more random conversation over on Patreon. We can take a little bit of that, throw it on TikTok. So I think we've already recorded like three or four things this year for Patreon and uh it, it's been a lot of fun. Uh but yeah, head to uh head head to TikTok, follow on at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to uh Penny Bloom Podcast, sorry. Uh remember to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching there. We would appreciate that greatly. Uh leave a like and maybe a comment if you have any questions or anything. You know, we can we can try to address that. Um yeah, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Letterboxd at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, and remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening and continue mm-hmm. downloading episodes. That is a huge help. Um, let's see. Yeah, we'll be back next Monday with Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. I believe next Monday brings us Season 7, Episode 2, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm I'm very excited for that. We're almost we're almost done. Almost done with Game of Thrones. Uh we're we're getting there. It's been a long time coming and I'm excited for it to be over. Um I love the show, but <laughs> whew, it's been a long time yeah. that we've been covering that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that that's coming this week and we'll be back next week with more comic book movie journey through film as next Wednesday will bring us uh was that episode 500? Is that Man of Steel? Man of Steel. Yeah, yes. it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next Wednesday is episode 500 of the podcast, which is 
insane. Um, happy, happy that we're getting that going and that'll be there next Wednesday, man of steel. And then next Friday, we continue the comic book movie journey through film with the Wolverine. So we got a lot coming, a lot of stuff and it's, it's been a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you very much, Claire de Janeiro, for concluding this trilogy with us. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Oh, of course, of course. And you're always welcome back. We'll have to figure out what the next step is post-Dark Knight. Uh, but yeah, with that, remember, peace, love, and bloom. And a hero can be anyone. Even a man doing something as simple as reassuring. Others putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know that the world hadn't ended. I love that he always sounds like he's trying to catch his breath, too, you know? Because he's not using his voice properly. (laughs) Jamie.